0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Great Iron Blitz, right here on Tune In Apple Podcasts. Google Cast, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio with 9.7 other podcasts uh, and always on Block Talk Radio. Your host, Oscar Lopez here, Great Iron Blitz 282, host WFA Championship Edition. We're also going to have in the house the uh, talented all-stars of Nenji Martin and Katie Ott of the WNFC San Diego Rebellion in the house. We're, we're going to have the talented uh, coach of the Newly crowned Division Three champions, Nevada Storm, that is Christopher Garza, coming in the house here in about 40 after. And then we are going to talk to the Division II national champions, Taylor Hay and Chelsea Vinson, uh, as they took care of business in Colorado. And then we're going to talk to the legendary and talented and always amazing, Adrian Smith of the D1 champion boston renegades so in the house today we have louise bean our quarterback hall of fame quarterback and our hall of fame linebacker as well holly custis and we're going to be talking pretty much full hour of this hour and then in the next hour as well so jam-packed two hours of the post wfa championship edition of the gridiron blitz so if you guys haven't checked us out go to check us out on any podcast just plug in gridiron beauties if you don't Just go Google, Yahoo, or whatever else search engine you got. Just plug in Great Iron Beauties and get the links there to the Player FM, iHeart, TuneIn, Google, everywhere else. So check it out. Um, Our five-star rating on Apple. Really appreciate everybody doing that for us. I really, really appreciate that. Keep it going. Let us know on messages on our Great Iron Beauties page at the Hub if you want to see anything different. And today we are celebrating eight years on Twitter. Uh, we started Twitter back in 2011. It is the uh, number one sports Twitter site, talking women's American football, 24-7 globally. So thank you to everybody, almost 7,000 strong, and we uh, really appreciate that. So let's bring in our panel here and uh, all uh, Hall of Famers here, which is Louise Bean and Holly Custis. Ladies, what's going on?
2: How's it going? Have you noticed? Oscar <laughs> that Everyone Go is ahead. legendary on your show. That's like word of they the day. They are legendary. Did you know that? <laughs> Everyone
1: legendary. Everybody is legendary. At some point down the road, we are going to call everybody legendary. Holly's legend. That's right. in That's Pacific right. Northwest. Yeah. You're a legend in Utah,
3: right?
4: Yeah. You know
3: what? I think we need to say it uh, correctly, though. We have to say it legend wait
1: for it dairy That's dairy it. yeah <laughs> it's a
3: I met your mother we, we, <laughs> we,
1: we do have a we, we do have a pause we're not as uh, i would say we're not there yet like the women's soccer team you know in terms of yeah. fame and everything else but i think we're trekking there we're just getting there we're we're getting our feet wet still on our way we're, we're ha-
4: on our way on
1: our way um if if anything is is a positive uh girls right we're bringing in the crew that put put basically uh, mobile app streaming on the map, and that is the the rebellion. And today, I'm happy to say we have Mo- and Nenji Martin and Katie Ott to kind of tell us a little bit about how they got to that level and put another uh, what do you call it elevation to the sport.
3: Yeah, I think it's um, you know it's kind of an, an evolutionary factor as more and more teams started streaming their games it's awesome to see what the rebellion has done on their end to take it to the next level so i'm excited to hear what they have to say about it because i think it's pretty cool
1: yeah i mean a lot of work goes into it. um if you want a quality product you want to be respected you want to be renowned in the community uh yeah you got as you know the hashtag step your game up right so i think they did a fantastic job so Um, Also, they were uh, named Executive Team of the Year for the WNFC, which is really awesome.
3: Yeah, I think it's evident that they uh, put in a lot of work into the team, and as well as, you know, uh, working with the league on on the more bigger scale. So I think the award was definitely well-deserved.
1: Being uh, totally exciting because we had, you know, sort of like NFL red zone. For women's football which has never happened ever and I think that's a credit to them to try to put that together their stream I think was probably the best not to mock everybody else out but I think they were consistently the better uh, stream all year
2: oh yeah I saw several of their streams and uh, the part that stood out to me was that they had the replays and so uh, most streams don't have that. Now the championship the the D1 or sorry the D2 and D3 they had replays but um you know regular season I thought that was uh, yeah replays is pretty awesome. So yeah and they had them every game. Every they had streaming every game. So definitely pretty cool. It just causes everyone to step up their game. I mean you know that and just the leagues and you know I saw today that the WFA announced that they're going to have a game against um, Canada, like at the end of August And Holly's going to Virginia Beach This week, and You know, there's just stuff going on So there's like plenty of things For <laughs> plenty of players So, it's been a cool year
1: Yeah, AFE uh, is uh, this weekend Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach uh, July 24th, I believe It's the weekend, so AFE uh, Women's All-Stars and convene in there And then, um, I think December Is the next event, right? After that, it's going to be late yeah. December or January.
2: And Nenji's going too, and I think Ott is—I can't remember—but I, f- I forgot to mention they're going too. So. Yeah. But yes. Yes, Costa Rica's in December.
1: Yeah, and uh, and Nenji's obviously a Hall of Famer for AFE, so she was nominated for and uh, honored for Hall of Fame as well. So a really awesome job, and she's done a lot—a lot of things outside of, uh, you know, her team only—you uh, know, USA Football with the train master trainer. Um, and she's doing a lot of stuff, so we're going to talk we're pretty exciting to talk to both of them about you know they they wanted to take this franchise to another level on the last year with the w f a and I think uh you know you have to credit them that they obviously have taken it to another level as as they came into the w n f c
2: yep, definitely. I mean, I just think there's a lot of people them included that are making efforts and strides and trying to take care of their own backyards and elevate their game and elevate their team's game so Yeah, there's a lot of people out doing a lot of stuff, and it shows.
1: Yeah, um, the other thing that's happening is Brazil, uh, uh, the Federation of Brazil announced they are going to try to put together a Brazilian team, which they announced they were going to have a a Brazilian team. Now they formally have announced they are going to put together that team for Honduras, for the Honduras event in March 2020. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, The event you are talking Mm -hmm. about, Luis, is the Global. The global bowl event that's going to happen in Toronto on August 30th through September 1st. And that'll be WFA team United against, I believe it's team uh, Canada out of the global um, program. And so that's going to be pretty awesome. And then WNFC announces phase two, as we, as OJ had said, mentioned before phase two expansion in the works now. So they are uh, at this point uh, pinpointing certain markets for year two their goal is to be NFL-like. So their goal is to have a 30 to 32 franchise nationwide. Um, I spoke to Brian before, and he told me that is going to be the cap. A 30, uh, anywhere from 30 to 32 is going to be the cap. No more than that. And I think that's probably logistically sound if it all works out. Right, Holly?
3: Yeah, I, I think so, too. And then if you look at the the maps that they posted of the markets that they're looking at, I think it's kind of the best of both worlds to have a cap of around 32, but also have uh, the teams more geographically together to help travel as well. And I think that's the best. Um, And so I'm excited to see, you know, what ends up happening and what teams come in and what markets come in because it it will all make it uh, better in the long run.
1: I think the, the logistics of it is where the key is, and that's where they're working at. Uh, I know, know Burme had mentioned, okay, well, what happens to the gray areas? And, and I think the commissioner said, hey, we're, we're not ruling out anybody. That, that was just kind of like just a, a pinpoint type of, uh, you know, brainstorming, in other words. We prefer to have the red, the red states, basically. Uh, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not going to rule that, any of that stuff out um so it's you know it's pretty exciting news coming up phase two we i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot more stuff coming up and off season's always interesting um so you can always catch the lowdown at the hub at facebook.com for slash grand beauties i really i uh, want to thank everybody going there sharing and posting and doing all that stuff we are elevating ourselves over 7,000 now uh 14 total in twitter and if you combine Instagram, Snapchat, and every other channel that we got, we're at 21, almost close to 20,000 strong. So uh, bringing awareness to the women's game, impactful. Um, uh, girls, we had talked to Maritza uh, last week. She was very excited that she was going to come into, this, uh, into the game against Troyanas, and uh, she obviously did their job, 33 to, I believe, uh, 18, or 33-18, I believe it was, the victory against the Trojanas. So they take care of business in the WFL semifinals. Amazonas uh secure their spot as well, twenty four eight over Chitora. And so the WFL final will be August third. V Queens looking for the elusive championship once again as they got beat last year by the Red Devils. And they'll be taking on Amazonas looking for their first championship. So uh hats off to Maritza and the V Queens who are doing a good job and getting to the finals. Yeah that's a
3: yes, congratulations. For them.
1: So the other excitement was in Texas. And of any place, uh, football is an exciting thing to be at. It's Texas. So the IWFA semifinals were in Texas as well. Uh, Harlequin Hive, 70-44 to 44 against Coastal Bend uh, Legion. The Austin Ravens with Lelani Lopez, Michelle Marshall, Cassandra Bills. You, uh, this is a talented team. Um, and 74-52 over the Austin Assassins. So the IWFL final in Texas will be July 20th. Arlington Hive taking on Austin Ravens. And so it's going to be a pretty exciting matchup. Five and three. Hive looking for the upset here against the Red Hot Ravens. Eight and zero to finish the season. So um, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but the Austin Acoustic and Legends Football League, all of their roster, 90% of the roster comes off the w- uh, IWFA in Texas. Isn't that interesting? really
3: interesting actually do they use them kind of as like a like a feeder system or is it just like they all know each other
1: they pretty much know each other because they play flag they play here in the IWFA and then obviously the coaching staff on the acoustics is in Texas so there's no they're no stranger to uh you know having support to recruit everything so yeah uh this Austin Ravens team is like the uh, an attachment of the acoustic in in a way but on a um, you know, obviously not a legend-style play. It's more like a, I believe it's nine-on-nine nine, traditional nine-on-nine uh, nine play. So it's re- they're really talented. So anyways, IWFA final, July 20th, our no football uh, athlete Michelle Marshall will be taking on the Arlington Hive. So it's going to be a pretty awesome event. The other event that happened was overseas. Uh, it was in FIFA Spain taking on uh, Nasica del Roto's Italian team. Uh, 12-6. to The Italians came out pretty well. I was really impressed. They actually put up a score that they were going to get shut out, uh, but it didn't happen that way, so you can catch it uh, at the hub via La Liga Sports. So uh, Holly, uh, Nausicaa making her mark now. She was in the States. She was playing for uh, the Inferno and she played for the Phantoms. Now she's actually taking uh, the opportunity here to put Italy, try to put Italy on the map for the Euro uh, Championships.
3: Yeah, I think it's definitely a great start. I think seeing the follow people that come over from overseas play here for a little bit, and then because I think it makes the sport even better when they take that experience and knowledge back with them. So I'm really interested to see what um, what ends up happening with that. But congratulations to the the great start there.
1: And then being uh, Nausicaa, no stranger to making things happen, NFL films. Um, she's been pretty much an ambassador for, and a voice for the, you know, for the sport there. Uh, it's kind of nice to have her sort of, you know, what you have in the UK with PB Skechner. Um, and then you have the Spanish team as well, who's elevated, trying to elevate themselves to the Euro champ. So the Euro championships are a no joke in Europe because Sweden, Finland, uh, Great Britain, uh, Germany hasn't filled the team yet this, this year because of the IFAB mess and all that. But we're looking at, uh, team France probably coming over Belgium's setting up a team as well so that that whole european swing is really getting to that growth stage where they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be at the euro championships and we're probably gonna have six or seven to eight teams competing there
2: yeah the the nfl film things was pretty cool because i think it just helped promote uh the sport in europe and it just showed you know what a belief in your dream can transform into i thought that was really cool um, I definitely think that this this year's euros there's going to be probably the most teams ever. And um that just shows the growth of the sport and the love of the sport. I know they don't all play 11 on 11, but I definitely think the next time when we have the the world games or the federation, however they want to call it, where the US is involved, um I mean the and the US players are getting better and the teams are getting better in certain realms and in certain instances um but i think that's going to be a really competitive uh tournament when that comes up next just because the sport is growing so internationally and is getting recognized internationally and i mean you know the hub the hub just shows so many things that are going on and so yeah it's just really taken off over there and you know some countries aren't as far along but it's definitely growing and then the whole – I feel like it's the WNBA a little bit where you have players in the U.S. play here, and then they go play over there in Europe. And so you're seeing the foreign players come here a little bit, and then they go back, you know, a little bit vice. You see less Americans going over there to play, but it's still – it's just that exchange program.
1: Well, I'm going you right now, every country, uh, besides the established countries from the last IFAB, that every country I – mean, you're talking uh, Italy, France, Spain – and even uh, Great Britain now, they all want to go 11-11. It's just, that's just the way it's got to yeah. be. So when they go yeah. to Euros, they are 11-11. Uh, individually in their own countries, so like in Spain, they're still playing 7-on-7 seven seven and 9-9-9. Uh, right. So there's certain countries that are still playing the, you know, the 9-9-9 game for the most part. But as when you get to the main competition, everybody knows it's, you know, it's got to be 11-11. It's just traditional because they all want to go to the IFAB World Championships in 2021. So they want to mm-hmm. compete at that level. All right, guys, um, speaking of world championships and speaking of gold medalists and having to win something like that, let's bring in the uh, talented uh, crew that is the San Diego Rebellion of the WNFC, and that would be in the Nojo Football Huddle. Let's bring in Nenji Martin and Katie Ott, uh, the executive winning franchise of the inaugural WNFC. How's it going, guys? Hi. Hi
5: there. Going pretty good. Thank you for having us on.
1: Yeah, I need to bring you guys on. You guys are the bomb. You guys stood out <laughs> on everything. You know what I mean? Uh, we talked to you guys, what, a while back, right, Ninji? And this is when you first started in the WFA. And you said, hey, we gotta, we got to get better. we gotta, we got to pre- present our product better. we got to, you know, elevate our game that way. And uh, hats off to okay. you guys. You guys have done a great job. And then hats off to the production crew that obviously you guys are up, uh, negotiated with and partnered with.
6: Yeah, that, that group is the San Diego Digital Imagery, and it's actually owned by one of our players, and so her and her husband have done a great job working with us on different ideas. I think every week we come up with a new idea of something cool we want to show, or they come back, come back to us with something cool they want. Um, we also were really lucky to have a producer for one of the local sports news programs on our team this year, and so after practice, it was they, we called them the um, the brain trust, because they would just get together and, and think of, you know, different ideas. If you saw the commercial, the Adidas, right, El commercial we had, our intro that we did during the um, all of our live streams, that was just one idea they came up with after practice, and we, we shot it in our garage, and it turned out amazing.
1: Yeah, and I, that's what the key was. I think when we stood out, and you, uh, Nengie, maybe, or Katie, you guys can speak to this, but... You know, when, when you guys set out, when this WNFC thing started, the buzz, the Riddell, the, you know, all the sponsorship, uh, all we talked to Adessa before, the naysayers, you know, they all came around, right? It's impossible. This is, can't be done, whatever. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you put together all this, this huge, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a, you know, every owner it more of an executive mentality. And here we are. I mean, to, to us or for me personally, you know, WNFC TV was literally like NFL Red Zone. You know what I mean? It just basically, that's how it came out or that's how it was presented. And so if you're on a mobile phone, you're on the run, you can't get to the stadium or, but you still want to support the team. Um, You know, it's just, I mean, the future is obviously some sort of revenue stream or some sort of revenue that's going to come out of that. But to to just launch it that way was really exciting for us fans on the go. that can't really make, you know, make the event or whatever.
5: Yeah. I think WNFC TV was huge this season. And I know for us, being that we have a large um, group of military and just, you know, people who are from out of state, having a stream at all of our games was one of our top priorities so that our players' families could see them play every week. Um, You know, we knew that that was something that the league wanted, but for us, you know, also being in a market with another team, trying to stand out, knowing that our stream was something that we could offer at a high level um, for any business that comes in to work with us, for all of our fans, for our league, to be able to, to give them something of that quality because we did do playoffs. And so everybody then got to see sort of what we were doing, which was really fun. But it was an awesome opportunity. And, I'm, you know, Peter and Kristen did a great job running with it and, and turning it into what it is now. And they still have ideas of things they want to add and fix and tweak. <laughs> we're still going to get better. So it's it's still going to keep getting better. Yep. All
1: right, let's bring in Holly and, um, Louise here to kind of pick point your brain on that too because uh Holly and was Holly's team was basically one of the set focus points as well besides you guys uh throughout the season. Yep. The Pacific Conference is just basically uh the WNFC in itself. I mean not to take away from the Atlantic, but for for the most part, that's where the competitive football and I think a lot of fans really appreciate it. So let's bring in Holly here to pick your brain.
3: Okay. Hey guys. Hi Holly. Hey there. Hey buddy. Hello. <laughs> Uh, so, congrats, Ninji, on being inducted into the AFP Hall of Fame, first of all. Just want to give Thank you some you. props there.
6: Appreciate
3: it. How does it uh, feel that uh, you got that nomination?
5: Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to put it into words. It's really exciting. I think that AFB is doing a lot of great things, both on and off the field, for women's football, for the communities that they're a part of to have them recognize me for playing and for coaching and working, you know, with USA football, that was huge. Cause you know, like you, I've, I've only known them uh, about a year now, but I've been talking with um, the two of them and Sandy and Dale. So for them to see me and recognize me that, you know, I'm very appreciative of that. So.
3: Yeah, I think it's a really uh, great organization and they seem to work really hard. So uh, I'm excited to see what else they end up doing with it. But uh, I just wanted to give you some props on that. And, again, you guys did a great job uh, with with the streaming. And I, I just really enjoyed having you in the warm-ups before one of our playoff games. That was kind of fun <laughs> having you um, oh, film. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's <laughs> Um, But no, so I exactly. also want to give you guys props for the on-the-field stuff too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And I also wanted to give you a props for on the field because I think you guys had a really strong season, and I think every year that you guys play, you get a little bit better, a little bit better. So um, I just wanted to give you some props there. What do you think uh, will be your goal for next season as a team?
0: Yeah.
6: I would say our goal next season for our team on the field uh, is definitely make playoffs. I think we got better every single game that we played. That last game against you guys uh, against Seattle was you know, down to the last few minutes, and I feel like um, we were just right up to that line. And so definitely our goal is to um, get more, you know, get our roster up, the number of our on our roster up. Um, continue to develop the younger, you know, players or the rookies on our team. They're not always younger, uh, but the newer players on our team so that we can build up the entire football IQ of our entire organization. because uh, that's going to be what it takes to get us to that next level.
5: Um, I don't know. Ninji, do you have anything else? Yeah. I think for next season, we're also making sure that we're building our off field product yep. as far as getting out of the community, We've already scheduled a couple camps that we're going to be working. We're trying to co-host a camp right now. We're we're working on that logistically. But we are already working a holiday bowl camp with Fast Camp Athletics here in San Diego. But just stuff like that, I think a lot of it is taking what we've done and just trying to find a way to, to add to it a little bit more. So, you know, everybody knows it's hard to shine when you're already shining. We're trying to add just a little bit more polish every year. So that's our on-field product, making play, making playoffs, adding new players to our roster. It's off-field, engaging with the community more, building our brand awareness in San Diego. You know, with our stream, it's maybe finding potential sponsors who we can start getting revenue for our stream because we do have quality with it. So stuff like that. Awesome.
3: What the stuff do you guys do, like, in the community locally in that San Diego market?
6: So some of it has been through the WNFT, so um, Colette, Colette Smith um, is the sort of head of all of the community organization, and she was great about reaching out to us and connecting us with some local organizations. We did a Christmas um, brunch or dinner for um Salvation Army. Salvation Army and we that was great. we got out there. We had you know ten of our players, ten of our organization members out there. Um, and it was, you know, I think we got more out of that than the people, um, just seeing how grateful they were with everything. Uh, like Ninja said, we're trying to connect with some of the youth sports organizations in San Diego, so not necessarily even just football, but we we are a nonprofit and part of that nonprofit is around. Um, just encouraging women and girls to do the non-traditional, to get out there and play sports. Um, You know, obviously football is a thing that we um, are focused on, but we also want to make sure that we're just encouraging kids to get out there, be active, um, find something that they love and be passionate about, and and go off and do it. That's really cool. I think it's um,
3: important for all of our teams to connect, no matter which league we're in, to connect locally with our communities so that we build from the ground up and that people uh, know, number one, that we exist and we're here to help. And I think (laughs) it's great that you guys do that. Um, So you should be really proud of of this season. Um, I have a question here before I pass it off to Bean. Uh, What was uh, the most challenging part of this season for you guys? Uh,
6: we're some So okay. I think I actually think for us, um, it was the biggest challenge was just finding fields. Like oh God, it's it's one of the th- the craziest things. San Diego's got a ton of, of sports fields. It's so beautiful out. There's always sports, youth sports, adult sports going on. Um, and so uh, we thought we had a field that nailed down um, the start of the season, and that sort of fell through. They, they had a high school, and they kept doing construction on their track and on their turf and and all that stuff. So that for us was one of the biggest struggles that we have is just consistently finding a place where we can tell people to show up. Because if you don't have a place that's consistent where they know every Sunday, you know, 10 a.m., we're going to be there playing football, it's hard to get people to come out repeatedly. Um, And that just continued to kind of linger through the season. So we're definitely, we're nailing that down now. Um, That's a really very specific thing. I don't know if there's anything more high level.
5: I think for me as a veteran player who, like, I live and breathe football, um, we put in a brand new offense. Oh, yeah. And so letting it – being patient and letting it gel and letting people learn. And, I mean, by the end of the season, we were, you know, rushing for 250 yards, and that was where we needed to be. But watching it get figured out was very
4: hard very for me faithful. this year.
5: It was, just, it was a struggle sometimes. So – but we're – I mean, we're already ready to put in work in the offseason. So, that, you know, as frustrating as that was, it, it was growth, and sometimes growth is hard. So. Yeah
3: yeah you you know it's one of the things that, from what I understand, it really takes two to three years before people really learn an offense so if you yeah. if you guys stick with it, I think you'll be just fine um was, but I was, uh, again, I yeah. wanted to give
5: you guys go ahead i said we agree with you we we totally agree it was just it just frustrating <laughs>
3: oh yeah no i I get it i get it and especially um, since you guys I know are very driven like I am. It's hard to be patient mm-hmm. at times because you want it. You want uh-huh. it now, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I'll pass over to Bean. Okay.
2: All right, hey guys. Um, it's uh, the legendary Holly Custis asked uh, some of my questions, <laughs> so I'm gonna change <laughs> it over. Um, okay. Okay. So hat for Nenji, how did you feel like wearing multiple hats? Being the quarterback, being the head coach, being partial owner. Like, are you going to continue doing all those hats, or how do you feel about that?
5: So this was not my first um, delve into ownership. I owned a team in San Luis Obispo called Central Coast Heat. That's actually how I met OJ back in the day. Um, But so I owned that team. I owned the Surge in 2013 when they hosted the national championship. So as far as owning and playing, I'd done that before, Uh, I chose to be the head coach this year because I needed to make sure that we were setting the foundation for our team the correct way. And it wasn't that I didn't have coaches that I really liked and trusted. It was that we didn't have that one coach who I knew I could put everything in his hands and he wanted to do it or she wanted to do it. And they would give it the same amount of attention that I think a new organization needs. When you're setting that foundation, um, You really have to know what you want, and 17 years of playing, a decade of coaching, third stint as owner, I have a pretty good idea of what I want for my team, what we need the structure to be like, sort of how things have to go in order to get to the goal that we have in mind. So um, there were times when it was challenging, but, you know, I met with my coaches on a regular basis. We had a great help in Jessica Serrata mm-hmm. as part of our admin team. So anytime I was feeling overwhelmed, I could give her jobs. Katie was also really helpful. Um, so as challenging as it was, um, and, and just playing quarterback is challenging alone, mostly because it's a new position, but I love it. It's, I get to, I'm get i learning again. Whereas a linebacker I, and defense, I just do it. I just go. It's I'm like a machine, you know what I mean? Um, the quarterback, I actually have to learn and think. So, that was its own wonderful thing, and then owning, being the head coach, that whole thing is something that I've done, and it's something that I knew I had to do to make sure that we were setting the, the foundation and cement, like Coach Jimmy would say.
2: Yeah. So, are you feel like you're going to continue doing all three?
5: I am going to. So, what is, I mean? I set it up as the head coach, and this thing I talked to OJ about. I set it up so that at practice. I wasn't coaching. I did some of our tackling stuff simply because I'm a master trainer. I have the best grasp of it. But once my coaches knew the drills, they ran them. So I really didn't coach at practice. Um, Sometimes I would step back to help the defense, just having that extra set of eyes to help, you know, our DC. But really on game days at practices, I wasn't coaching. I set everything up ahead of time so that it was structurally ready to go. And the coaches executed on that game plan. And I think that, Ninja will be in all three of those
6: roles until we find somebody the, right, can, fit. the right fit to do it. I mean, ideally you okay. would have somebody else in his coach role, um, but we're very picky. And so until we find somebody who can do that job at the same level or better level than what Ninja's doing, I think we're going to stick with the the program that we have right now, at least for the next year or two. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, I definitely think it would be somewhat a challenge, definitely a challenge to do all three, but it sounds like you you have a plan in place um so now if you were to if they were to give you a survey the league was to give you a survey and they asked you to give feedback on this year um Mm -hmm. what would you say and i don't care who who answers what would you say did you like the best about the league this year and what would you say if you chose one thing um would you give feedback and say hey we could really have some improvement in this area and we're not, you know, out to hurt anyone's feelings or anything like that. Because I know the league it has a lot of things that they're working on and improving upon and stuff like that. But just for the sake of talking about it and giving feedback to a first-year league, uh, that's my mm-hmm. question.
6: Yeah, so I'd say the well for me the things that I really liked, and I I, mean, I talked about this in previous interviews, is they went out and they got the corporate sponsors for the entire league. I, I think that's a really huge deal. That's, that's what I think it's going to need to get us taken seriously um, is to have people with real money who are giving real things to women playing football. Um, and we did, I, I think, WNSC did a great job of finding like we had really competitive games as well. And that helps. Like we did our job. We put a great product out on the field and it was backed up by um, these sponsorships. Yeah. I'm looking for that to continue to grow. Um, you know, no, nobody ever gets anything 100% right the first time around. Sure. Um, I, yeah. I I say that a million times at work every day. Uh, and so, I, you know, I think that there was, like, just little little tunes of the dials that could happen to make it better. I, you know, we guys have talked a lot about our stream. Um, you know, we are willing to share all that information about how we do that with the, the rest of the team. Um, that was, I think, one of our frustrations is that we would watch our film um and then we would go to watch game film or we'd go to try and get game film from other teams and it wasn't poster, you know, it was a shaky iPad on the sideline. Um, <laughs> so that, you know, you know what I'm talking about because 'cause you've probably watched the same yeah. kind of film. So yeah. um I, I think that's that's one area where not only do we think that the league could do better, but we also think we're we're offering our help. Um and we want to help elevate everybody up to our level. We want to make sure everybody, you know, has a stream that that you know the entire country is talking about. Yeah, it's workable. Yeah. Yeah, what would would Ninja say?
5: What would Ninji say? Ninja would say, um, I, gosh, I really overall, like, enjoyed everything about being part of this league. I think the things throughout the year that I had thoughts on or issues with or complaints on, I felt that there was always an an email address that I could send that to Mm -hmm. and I would get very quick feedback, whether the issue was completely solved. At least I knew somebody had heard me, had acknowledged what I was saying and was going to look into what could change or how could it be fixed or whatever like that. So I don't, I don't want to say that I have any issues with the league. I know that there are, you know, things that are going to be brought to the owners meetings but I don't think those are necessarily things that I need to put out here on a radio blog, but mm-hmm. they're not – I don't think that they're they're issues that could make or break a team staying or going. They're only sure. things that it's like, hey, let's tweak this, and we get that much better. Hey, let's think about maybe shifting this, and we'll get that much better. So, you know, none of it is overhauls. All of it is just, like, minor things where it's like, hey, did we ever think about this? Have we ever talked about that? So – I really think that that OJ and Brian and Dillo and Morgan and everybody, I mean, Kristen, they all just did such a phenomenal of AC like the the overwhelming umbrella of NFC WNFC that they put out over the teams. I I haven't seen a match for it. I know that the WFA had a bunch of awesome things that happened for their championship, but it all came after, you know, all the WNFC announcements and I just I'm happy to be in the league that I'm in. Yeah. I have zero regrets about, about the move that we made, about the the bonds that we've made in this league, and I just can't wait to see what it does moving forward.
6: Yeah, I think so many of the teams have things to offer. Yeah. Um, that's one of the, the greatest things, that there was a, a communication between a lot of the owners, you know, around different ideas to do things differently. If you had a, a question about you know, how to get attendance more, how to get more players, or whatever the, the issue is that your team was dealing with, like Niji said, there was an outlet to reach out to, Ask those questions and get ideas. And everybody wasn't about, you know, our team only. Every team in the league was about building up all the other teams that were part of the league. And I think that's a really special thing about the wnf team. Yep. Well,
2: cool. Great feedback. My last question, really fast, because I know we got to move along. Is how difficult is it to have a team in your market? I know San Diego is a huge city, so. Um, is that a challenge? Is that better? Because you don't have to travel. You get a nice, closed game. I mean, I'm sure there's there's, there's just a variety of things, but what's your feedback
6: on that? You know, San Diego is a big city, um, and so I, I think there's plenty of players. It's just a matter of people knowing that women's football exists. Um, we just did two different events over the last two weekends, and I think we have over, you know, almost 100 names of people who – Never knew about football before, and are interested in playing. Um, they don't necessarily think that's a big issue, and I think that the, the makeup of the two programs are, are pretty different. Um, mm-hmm. We have two very different philosophies on ownership. Um, ne- neither one is better than the other. It's just you know, and that's how we different. go about it. We go on and so this, this is you know how this is our culture and this is our philosophy of running things and this is how we do things. And feel free to go and ask those exact same questions to them and make a decision, um, find the place that you're going to fit best, find the place that's going to make you the happiest and have you have the most fun playing football. Cause right now, you know, none of us are getting paid to play. So we really should go right. to a place that fits, Uh, our culture and our standards and our values. Um, And we believe that our culture and our standards and values is a really cool thing, Um, and we're building something special. And so we just go out there and we we tell people what we have to offer and, um, you know, encourage them to come out and just, you know, go through a workout with us and see if they like what they they experience.
5: Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely keep going. No, no, go for it.
2: No, I'm just going to say I definitely think that when they talk about recruiting rules and recruiting violations and just stuff like that, that's you know it's gone on in the past in women's football. I just figure, yeah, you're not getting paid to play, and our coach has always been like, just like you said, hey, hey, mm-hmm. if you don't want to play here, that's totally fine. We don't want to keep you here doing something you don't want to do. So, yep. um, and he always invites people. It doesn't they don't ever really yeah. leave? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but um, he just invites people, and so it, people should be empowered to have free agency. And if even if they leave half the season. Like, he wouldn't even yep. care. So I'm thinking, you're, until people are getting paid to play or until they're getting free, uh, you know, no fees, where then, then the ownership <laughs> can say, hey, we're not going to keep you because, hey, we're paying for all your fees or whatever, things like that. Until it's, yeah. it's not America and people don't have freedom of choice, then I just think those rules are <laughs> kind of stupid. I'm like, dude, if you don't want to yep. play here anymore, then hasta la vista. So anyway. Totally agree. Yep.
5: If you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. Like, it's, yeah, why, I why would we want <laughs> We'll hold on I would want to have I you sign a
2: contract sign,
5: yeah, a
2: contract. sign a contract that you to paid that. to play.
5: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, like, like, that's uh, yeah.
2: stupid. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done, uh, Oscar. Legendary Oscar, you're <laughs> taking over.
1: All right. I I am legendary in a lot of ways. <laughs> that's right. I guess just on a voice voice level, I guess. Um not as legendary as everybody else on this podcast. Um Benji, uh I I've spoken to you many of times in the past and uh, all I have to say is what an amazing job you've done. And uh, as well, Katie here as well. And uh, every, all the progression from the, your beginnings to the, you know, gold medalist to ownership, to everything else. Um, I don't know, but uh, if nobody's followed you before, uh, what an, what an incredible journey. And then the fact that you're here now in this, Next phase, if you want to call it, because it's really what it is to elevate the sport to pro, a real pro level, a real business level. Uh, so hats off to you and, and Katie for doing all that legwork. And obviously we have a lot more work to do, but uh, an, ex- an excellent uh, inaugural season.
5: Well, thank you so much, Oscar. I mean, our goal from the beginning, like we told you, is to build – a women's NFL team. And to do that, you have to be build the on-field product and the off-field product. And that's what we try to do every day with the Rebellion It's just make it the very best franchise that we can.
1: Uh, NG, um I don't know if my suggestion would be just a bail on quarterback and just be on the sidelines because then you could probably get some highlight reels with all that WNFC TV where you're yelling and stuff. That's probably be the next phase <laughs> for you, kind of like a superstar sure coach out there in the back. I'm I'm sure it's no, something I'm just,
5: that'll
1: happen. I'm sure, yeah, and then you'll be you'll be on highlight reels versus being highlight reels on the field, you know what I mean? So no, I'm just, right? uh it, it's like hey, NFL Holly films, Day, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is my year.
1: This is your year. So, um so you know what? What what an accomplishment overall uh with your peers. You know what I mean? Yourself, uh Jenkins and all the other owners in the WNFC, uh really, like you said, in the background, probably a lot of struggles and a lot of things to kind of like tweak and air out. But overall, the specific conference, uh, Ninji, how do you speak to this? Majestics, Surge, uh, I mean, we don't know what Las Vegas is going to look like next year, uh, but it just looks like the specific conference is going to be very, very gritty next year. If it stays and everybody elevates their rosters and really puts up almost as, as the same product you guys did this year, it was kind of like a dogfight all year.
5: It was. Um, and I would love to see us all get to play each other so that we can really see just how strong our division is. Um, we had some great battles this year between Seattle and San Diego, um, between us and the Bobcats. We put up a great fight with Seattle at the end of the season, you know, but we didn't get a chance to play Utah. We didn't get a chance to play Denver. Um, we played Las Vegas. I think they're only going to get better. So I really do think we have a great conference. We have a lot of fun stars to watch, and I would just love to to see us all get to play each other at least once every season.
1: All right. Um, Katie, uh, hats off to you too, because I don't want to exclude you here, but in the background <laughs> and doing a great job out there. And, uh, you know, it, just a shout out to the the relationship you guys have with the, um, you know, the media company that you guys are working with, because they are obviously the standard, and that's that's the standard you guys have set. So that's the reason I wanted to bring you guys on, kind of give you a prop, and really recognize you guys uh, as an example of what can be the next level. And I think the rest of the you know teams in the NFC, uh, WNFC really saw that, and I think they were impressed, and we were impressed. So uh, I don't know how many times I was on the I was on our our Facebook page, you know, on our on our board, and we had a lot of international players that watch our stuff and follow us and stuff. And when you guys put up the first I think first two streams out of the year, and you had replay and all these other little things that you would never see but on an NFL stage or a college football stage, uh, a lot of people were like, where is this team located? It's really the question. It's like, <laughs> where are they at? You know, and I have to say yeah. California, and they're like, California? And and most of them thought it was like, you know, it's, uh, Sweden puts up a good product out there. In Finland, they do a good product with television and stuff like that. They actually thought it was a Euro broadcast of some sort. So it's great that obviously... Oh it's you know it's a different uh perspective now
5: very cool i did not know that okay yeah. we'll have, we'll
6: definitely pass that feedback on to them um like i said earlier they put in a ton of every little graphic that you see there's a ton of effort um but they love it they they've definitely found their passion and they just keep coming up with really brilliant cool ideas to make it better
1: i can't wait all to right hear i'm this year. i'm totally excited for WNFC year 2 so we're looking forward to the off-season yeah. news. We're looking forward to the changes and, obviously, to the upcoming season. And so, you know, hats off to uh, you guys for putting up that brand out there. Almost to the playoffs. You guys made it so interesting. Uh, and then, G was like everybody's like, you know, biting their nails at the end. So, that was pretty awesome.
5: Oh, yeah. That was, oh, heartbreaking. But, yes. Down to the wire. That's what you want. That's what we want. I mean, that was a great – that's a great game, like – everybody who got to watch that game enjoyed watching it so
1: yeah and, and it's yeah. a it's a product we talked about the product you you talked about the branding katie talked about branding corporate branding so it all has to come together to kind of like go forward so it's a great job by you guys uh that's why i want to bring you guys on so thank you again for coming on today making the time i know you guys are all busy and everything but uh san diego rebellion one of the uh, probably standout teams of the inaugural season. And obviously your, uh, your media uh, partnership is top notch. So that's the, uh, the next level that we're going to expect in year two uh, across the board.
5: Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Oscar. Thank you to Holly and to Louise for chatting with us. And, you know, again, just shout out to San Diego digital media or digital imagery and the Palomar media studios. They were phenomenal this year for us.
1: All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, we look forward to all the upcoming news as the off offseason uh, progresses into the next season. So uh, chime in if you need to, if you need any help from us. Uh, but other than that, congratulations. Uh, the WNFC Executive Team of the Year, Menji Martin, Katie Ott of the San Diego Rebellion of the WNFC. Great job, guys.
0: Thanks,
1: Dr. Thank you. Hi. All right, so you guys, right there, I, I, we got to give them their, we got to give them their due, right? They, an amazing job that they did there, and what what a product that they put out. It was just, it was really good quality products, and kind of stood out. And so I uh, just needed to bring them in to kind of give them their, you know, their pat on the back.
3: Yeah, you know yeah, what the do. funny thing is, um, is that uh, you know, I've played for a long time, and <clears throat> as teams have started to stream the last few years. My parents have always watched when I play, and it's available. But this is like literally my mom was messaging me because she was watching all the games now. She's like, "Did you see what Utah did? Did you see what this team did?" So it's it's you know even for people that have been around the sport and I'll follow it, it's a big deal to have that kind of um, that kind of uh, marketing. So it, it's awesome what they're doing.
1: So, Holly, they really didn't know you were playing football? What's going on with your mom here?
3: Oh, no, no. They'd watch when I was playing, I was just, but now they're watching I'm games that's not even in. <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding.
3: Now my mom was like, saying, what's up with
1: that lady? <laughs> She's like,
3: did you see what
1: they <laughs> what, 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 what was she <laughs> thinking? Think you're just a taking sign. a gym bag and I'll, just playing a I'll ball? What's going on here? Does she know yeah, you're a legend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If she didn't know you're a legend, I'm just have a <laughs> listen to the radio podcast. <laughs> that's funny um, no that's okay we know Mrs. Custis knows you're awesome and you're badass so she knows it uh, let's bring in a outstanding year for another team in a different league the WFA and the championship finals happened this weekend in Colorado what an event out there uh, shout out to Win and the Mile High for putting up a great event out there in Colorado so let's uh, bring in the team that we all thought was not going to win, of course, Holly. Right? We all win. Orlando Anarchy, and uh, I'm pretty sure. Let's bring in Christopher Garza, coach, championship coach Christopher Garza of the Nevada Storm, who apparently had a different idea on that on that uh, field that day. And Christopher, how's it going?
4: Uh thank you. Um, it's going pretty good. Thanks for having me today.
1: Uh, Christopher, we all went the uh, the East Coast swing didn't really think that you guys would overcome and win so we i guess we have to apologize right now at this point
4: <laughs> that, that's okay I, I think uh our program's been overlooked by a lot of people lately and uh I, I just wanted to let them know we we the biggest message we wanted to send this year was we're the real deal
1: christopher um during the year uh i was sitting around and I kind of circled that Cali war matchup and I'm thinking blowout, right? That's the first thing everybody was like, ah, the storm, they're just going to get there, but you know, whatever. And you guys held them to 12 points. And at one point or another, they're almost was going to beat Cali warrior. Um, so how impressive was that game for you guys as a team? I think that's, that was an impressive game overall. I know you guys have played every other team and it was great and everything, but, to, to be competitive with the d D1 team, that was pretty impressive.
4: Yeah, that was a that was a really fun game. I think uh, all the coaching staff there thought that was probably the the highlighted game the no, um, Not to, not to take away from the national ch- the championship, but uh, that game in particular was very uh, that was an exciting game to watch. It was uh, really electric to be a part of, and uh, it was it was so back and forth that. Uh, Both teams, it was just, it was a good fight. That's all it was.
1: Um, Christopher running game. So good on that day. Uh, Plumber just going. Was that the uh, mentality that that day was to run the ball against this uh, sort of an offensive minded uh, Orlando anarchy with the Hunter and company?
4: You know, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, you, you got to think about the way that the the game is played nowadays. Uh, everybody wants to score as quickly as possible. But if we beat second stop and we can run the ball, then we're going to run the ball. And that's what we're doing. We like playing aggressive line, and. Um,
1: uh blocking was really good um how proud were you of, of the offensive line i mean it looked like you guys were just
4: chucking you know chucking yards out oh man let me let me tell you the uh the ladies that we had up front really were committed to the the, the, the team in general um you're talking uh um yeah Rauch at, at center if she was on down block or if you tried to uh, bust through an a gap you had to go through her first and she was pretty tough um, you had Kelly Carmen, which was a we converted her from a rugby player. Um, so this is her rookie year, and and she was taking care of some of the best defensive tackles out there. And and uh, then you have Cynthia Pita um, pretty much running around and and coming at you through the face. And she loves she loves putting blocks downfield on linebackers. So we just put the people in, in the right spot to where, where they'll be successful, and and hope for the best. And uh, we we actually uh, use that formula all year, and. And uh, they just kept grinding it out every every day, every day at practice and every day at, at every game. All right,
1: let's bring in Holly and Luis here to pick your brain because this was an exciting storyline, uh, sort of similar to Arkansas, but in a way, a lot more stable in a way because you did, like I said, match up with a D1 along the way. So it's really exciting. So let's bring in Holly here to kind of pick your brain on the uh, division championship and the journey to get here to Colorado. Oh, yeah.
3: Hey, Coach. You Hello. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on the championship. Um, you know, it's one of those things that people might have been overlooking you, but I think at the end of the day, you're right. You, you proved everyone wrong, and I think you should be very proud of that. Uh, my first question to you is, uh, it seems like you guys really turned the corner this year. Uh, from last year and uh, seemed to improve a lot on both sides of the ball. Is there something specific that you attribute that to, or is it just overall improvement?
4: Um, I think a bit of both. Um, our players really excelled this year. I think some of the, the good rookies are, that we had last year are now great players. Um, the rookies that we have this year are good players, and they're going to be great players next year. Um, the biggest, the biggest change this year was uh, being in charge of picking who, who our staff was, and and actually having enough staff members there to, to cater to all the ladies, which is our forward focus. Um, with that, we did change our mentality of, of the whole program, and we, we're trying to create a new culture and focus focus that culture on the women, and make sure that their needs are met and uh, that they're putting in spots that they're going to be successful, not just where a coach thinks they need to go. Um, Truly find their skill and their special ability and and see where they can fly and just let them do it.
3: Awesome. Very cool. And um, uh, how long have you been coaching uh, with the Storm?
4: Uh, With the Storm, I've I've been a coach with them three years. And out of the three years, I've been two years head coach. This is my second year as head coach.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay, and when you've uh, been coaching the storm or in general women's football, what's the biggest surprise that you've had?
4: Um, my my biggest surprise is that um, not more people um, are excited to see these ladies play. Um, we we have amazing athletes in our league, um, uh, and and I just I see the level of, of ability and talent in each and every one of them, and I really wish that. Uh, there was more people watching, not just our team, but everybody in general.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally, totally agree. But I think, you know, the WFA and the WNFC, it seems like our game is heading in, in a better direction that way. So hopefully that uh, pays off in the long run. Um, and then I'll, I'll leave you with one final question before I pass it on to Bean. Uh, what is your goal for next
6: year for this team?
4: Uh, just to improve on, on what we have um, are weak on this year um, to get better knowledge into our players. And of course, build a roster just like everybody else would want to do. Um, we really want to focus on team health um, in the offseason and then really just uh, see if we can really recruit out. Um, we're we're gaining more and more traction in our community right now, and, and I really feel like that's going to boost our success to, of next as well.
3: Well, awesome. I, congratulations. I think uh, you guys are definitely one of the stories of the year of my book in the sport. So I think you guys uh, deserve to take this time to really enjoy it, and I wish you the best of luck in the future.
4: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I don't think I've stopped celebrating, celebrating since Saturday. So it's been a good feeling.
3: <laughs> well, good. You should enjoy it. <laughs> you should enjoy it for sure. All right, Bean, you're
4: up. Hey
3: coach. Um, remind me
2: of the final score with Cali War with you guys.
4: Uh, Cali War is twelve, we were six.
2: Okay. Yeah, I in my brain I was thinking it was more like twenty one to six. So yeah, that's a definitely that's a definitely close game. And it's kinda unique that you guys both ended up in the championships in your respective divisions. Um, so I watched some of that game with you guys and uh I mean you guys definitely have a unique offense. Uh, kind of along the le- the lines of uh, the Falcons' offense, in the sense that they're unique. You don't see them run a lot, either team either team's offense. Um, I mean, do you guys actually list someone at quarterback? Because there's a variety of different people that are taking the snap on every play. <laughs> and so I was curious if this was your implementation of offense, or was it your OC's?
4: Um, this is definitely my OC's offense. He's he's okay. a mastermind of what he does, and uh, this is an offense that we ran um, with one of our youth teams that we've done in the past mm-hmm. and were successful with, yeah. and decided, hey, let's let's try and implement new uh, new schemes, new thoughts into it, and let's revamp it. And that's um, Adam. Coach Adam is is one of the best coaches out there the best coach that I, I know and um just the way he he the the way he calls plays and he, he really wants to out coach the defensive coordinator that stands across from right him. so that's 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 where that a, a lot of that comes from
2: yeah definitely no it's it's very unique i mean you guys definitely have some uh some great athletes uh that are out there not only as leading the way but also the variety of people that get the I mean, I didn't watch every single play, but, uh, I mean, every play I saw in the championship were direct snaps. So did I miss a handoff anywhere in there? Uh, um, no, I
4: mean, they were I, all I think, direct uh, snaps. I, yeah, you're correct. Um, there's okay. They're all direct snaps. Everything we do is a direct snap. Um, we really want to make sure that uh, run-first ability, and that's that's what we prefer to do is run against yeah. you. I think I – think, uh, with you know going back to the spread teams that are, that you see nowadays, um, they want to score quickly. You know, and right. if you look at teams like the Baltimore Ravens, which are starting to now go to a single wing pro style, and they're they're finding success in the NFL by running that type of offense because mm-hmm. it, it's putting a lot of pressure on your on your offense to score, and if you don't, um, you don't know when you're going to get the ball back.
2: Right. Well, and, and they. Um... Uh, Orlando obviously is built differently. They wanted to pass it every single play. But I and they have some athletes as well, but I just think pounding the ball um has a different psycho has a certain psychological effect. Obviously, playing and they were no huddling quite a bit and playing against that is not easy, but then I just think you guys just I mean it was, you know, it was a little bit nip and tuck at the beginning. You guys were up, then they kind of caught up a little again, but I just think it's really um demoralizing when you can't stop the run and it's just over and over and
4: over <laughs> and
2: over. And that's just hard I, psychologically. So
4: Yeah, and, and you're right. You're right. It it can get um really tough at times. Um you know, we, what we want to do is make sure that we just stay um well hydrated, well rested before games, you know, uh, take care of our health because when we come game time, it's it's going to be that physical, and uh, our ladies are definitely ready for it.
2: Yeah, I mean you have to be. One, I just think that they, you guys, got pressure on them, and then you know if they can't run the ball and they can't pass, then you know it's just a different game. So congratulations. Um, Great. I was going to ask my last question is uh, is are you guys planning on uh, moving up? You going to stay D three? Um, Holly already asked you some of your other goals but uh, what's your thoughts on that aren't you coming back for another year as head coach uh,
4: yes uh, I'm definitely coming back uh, we want to stay um, where our roster size would permit us so if we can if we can move up to a D2 we might move up to a D2 um, I'd love to see uh, you know just two divisions in, the, in the WFA but you know that that's my yeah. personal opinion. Not not a jab or anything, but um, Yeah,
2: yeah, that's just your feedback,
4: yeah. <laughs> so I I just think I think one and two would be competitive together and then three or combine some of two and three or three with one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think to make reach players um you know regional games a little bit more feasible that way. Um I me I I want to see as many teams play as possible. Uh, like Ninja was saying earlier, you know, if you if you could play every team in the league, that would be, you know, it kind of gives you a feel of where your team is at compared to the rest of the teams.
2: Right. Well, it is kind of a mixed bowl of soup because there's D2 teams that should be D1 and there's D3 teams that, should, that can compete really well at D2. I mean, I thought that championship game with you guys was, you know, right along the lines of a lot of D2 teams that I've seen, so, but yet there's some really weak D3 teams, so, you know, uh, Nevada's come a long way, the Falcons have played the Nevada several times, and so you guys are definitely, definitely doing well, so, anyways, Oscar, turning it back over to legendary Oscar.
1: All right, so Coach, uh, I really wanted to bring you on just to give you your dues and your team, and what an outstanding season uh, from game one all the way to the end! Um, before getting to Colorado, coach, did it sink in when when you won uh, the conference final? Did it sink in and says I'm going you know, to the national championship? Uh,
4: it, it was funny. I, I texted my wife and I, I told her, "Hey, we won," and she said, "Well, congratulations! You're, you're going to the national finals, or you're going to Colorado." I think is what she said, and uh, I just right then and there, I just I couldn't comprehend it at all. Even when we were there, it was it was still surreal to me, um, and so really thankful to be where we were at this year. We had a great team. Um, our front office worked hard. Our staff worked hard. You know, our, our ladies worked uh, extra hard this year. Um, they knew what they wanted, and they wanted to win the championship, so they went out and got it. Uh, Coach, what
1: was your message at the beginning? Was it just the fact that? everybody's got to be committed physically, mentally, everybody. And then you start rolling with some wins. How was that in the middle of the season? You got rolling with the wins, and all of a sudden, this could be real, right? Because you get in the middle of the season, you're like, we've only got six games to go or four games to go, and, and we got playoff bound. And I think when you got to face Cali War, it really uh, maybe sunk in for a lot of people to say, okay, we, we can't be this good.
4: I think that uh, uh that was that's the key. I think that uh our rookies and uh, our veterans that were on the team already realized that we had something special here and uh we really rolled with it. here and they, they really trusted themselves this year and people that that needed to step up on the team really stepped up this year um, they and and so for for me as a as a coach to, to have those players just get better week after week and and want to learn and want to progress and, and want to learn the game, you know, that's, that's where for me, I knew that we're going far. It, it wasn't a, a, we might be able to, I, I think we had a complete buy-in by the time we, we played Sin City. And then from there, when we, when we beat them, there was, there was no doubt in our minds that we were ready to win the national title. Um, Chris, uh,
1: Coach Chris, 62 burger, on a very talented, uh, you know, championship team that is Orlando. And so it literally never gave up the lead. So that's got to be comforting for you. At the beginning, you guys ran the ball, rolling around, and then Plummer just started to score, and then you got scoring going. And all of a sudden, they couldn't get going offensively with their air attack. And you guys just stuck to the, uh, you know, killing the clock and running the ball. And I think really uh, that was the key to the win because – they got to a point where they got so behind that they have to throw. And, and that always
4: is a bad thing, right? Yes. And, uh, and no, um, no coming short, Orlando and they were a great team and, and they, they had a great, they had some great players on, on their team and, and they did a great job that night. Um, I, I think just our, our team of them where they needed to, um uh, we, we really wanted to, to play our own game, but we knew with those type of weapons that we were going against, we really had to be uh, real conservative that night and uh, have trust in our offense that they they would pound it out for us.
1: All right. Uh, Coach Chris, uh, are you from Texas? I think I was looking at your profile. Are you originally from Texas?
4: Yes. Okay.
1: So maybe I'm wrong, but is this what you're bringing in Nevada, Texas-style ball?
4: Because it's really it's just it's a um, game changer. You know, um my my best friend and I are, are coaching this team together and, and uh he's from uh Iran, Texas, and I'm from Tulia, Texas. So where where we come from it's it's we play small ball. Um if you're not familiar with that is, it's a hundred and eighty five mm-hmm. pound lineman is probably your center. You know, you have mm-hmm. a hundred and sixty five pound guard going against 200 pound tackles and you know 200 pound defensive ends and, and quickness skills and that's that's the mentality that we're bringing to our side of the table and and we're just back this up here
1: uh, coach uh to relate to the female mindset most of the time they're sponges as a lot of coaches have mentioned to us is that your same feeling too <laughs> that they're that bright they oh, yeah. absorb everything oh. so so well that Because a lot of coaches say, you know, on the male end of things, eventually they they get stubborn. They think they know it all. But on the female side of things, they usually just, you know, absorb it, dissect it, and then they execute it.
4: Absolutely. The ladies are so much easier to coach um, than young men. Um, They they just take everything you say, dissect it like you said, um, make sure it works for them, and then – find a way for it to work for them if it doesn't um, they, our team constantly wants to get better they're always asking questions um, we, we have seven coaches for a reason um, we, we want them to be, be able to ask a question be comfortable um, our, all of our coaches are on the same continuity, continuity um, from day one um, if, if we ever got out of scheme for a moment we all talked about it and said hey this guy was wrong or I was wrong um and then go back to the ladies and make sure that they've got it right and make sure that their information's correct and and what they want to do is just get better every day so that's that's something that uh that all the coach can ask for so that that, that was another part so. Coach
1: Garza um does it ring for you now championship coach does it uh, is that something that you could like woke up the next day and go I am a championship coach. This is a championship program. This, these are, this is a championship team. How did that ring after Colorado? Has it rung up at all?
4: Are you there coach? Yeah, I'm sorry. You were breaking up there. I'm sorry. I said, has it
1: sunk in for you that you are a championship coach and this is a championship team and this is, Basically, it's got to be satisfying, right, for you that you, you get to the end here and <laughs> you are national champion.
4: Yeah, all the time away from your family and friends and, and uh, you know, the, the commitment to the team, it, it all pays off, and, and it feels really great. Um, it, it's really starting to sink in that we've got something really special here. Um, but we've you known all, all, all I I think you're cutting out. Are you in the
1: mountain area maybe?
4: No? Yeah, I, I am a little yeah, bit. No,
1: I, yeah, no problem. I know it's, it cuts out in and out. Um, so, Coach, uh, Nevada year two, uh, now you are the top dog in D3. So, I don't know how friendly Massey will be to you next year. <laughs> but the Massey thing. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? But overall, um, you stayed at the top level, number one, number two, adopted three, and then but overall, you guys were right there uh, nationwide. So, um, you know, hats off to you, to your coaching staff, and obviously to your players and ownership. We haven't even talked about ownership. Uh, they've stuck with this team for a long time. This is very rewarding for them too.
4: Yes, absolutely. Uh, they, they've been there since day one. Um, they're very committed to the team. And um, anything that those coaches need, um, they get us. If, if there's a team need, there's always a way um, they find a way for it to happen.
1: Now, coach, uh, the shuffling will probably adjust uh, since we talked about, like you, you mentioned before, the off season always brings change and everything else. So a, a lot of coaches in D3 are very hesitant, kind of like Orlando, to kind of shift to D2 because they know that obviously, you know, the numbers are going to drop at some point during the season and you don't want to be that team where you should have been in D3 instead of D2. So i um, hoping the WFA will go with your lead, which is let's just, you know, shuffle to the two division uh, format and kind of really look at the markets and how to put uh, competitive you know teams together in terms of, you know, levels. Um, but overall, I think uh, your run game was strong all year. Uh, the defense we haven't even talked about, but your defense really, uh, those ladies really stood out, uh, especially against Cali war holding uh, teams. Uh, they even held obviously Orlando to 45. But uh, they they did a
4: pretty uh, outstanding job all year too on defense. Yeah, um, you know you talk about absorbing, uh, you know, sponge sponge like minds on the on uh, women. Um, Our best minds were on defense. We we have really intelligent we had really intelligent ladies playing for for us on the defensive side of the ball this year, and um, so that I think that was a big key on our defense. What we also do is we run a multiple D. We don't just you know, one size fits all. We, we adjust to our opponents and we make sure that we put our best players where they need to be, you know. Um, we focus on the lady success and, you know, following that hard work. We, we really want that success to happen.
1: Where do we go uh, year two? I know you're, you're already thinking of year two here. So recruitment, number one, right? Try to get as much uh, number bodies onto the program as possible um so what does it do for marketing for you guys now do you think this is going to be a real good thing for marketing just to let everybody know hey we are the you know the best team in the nation
4: i I believe so um you know reno is is the biggest little city you know word gets around really quickly here and uh i i know we have a great community here that that knows us and uh knows us coaches in one way or another and uh we all can pull together and really bring this team uh, with some really nice grassroots and and pull it to elevate it to another level.
1: Well, coach, I wanted to bring you on. Uh, I was trying to get uh, Jasmine uh, Plummer on here, but I know her schedule was a little tight and everything else, but we'll try to get Jasmine on a different time. But I really wanted to get somebody on here to congratulate you and uh, your, your ownership, your players, uh, the amount of effort that you guys put in all, all year. And uh, what a culmination to uh, really finish it up strong in Colorado and, Coach, what, how was the event? You got to see Boston live. You got to see St. Louis live. Pretty exciting, right?
4: Yeah, that was exciting. The games are exciting. Uh, the, the stadium was a beautiful stadium. Um, the amenities were there. Um, I, I thought it was a great atmosphere for the, just for football in general. The weather was great too, even though even though we had that that uh, delay, um, it was still cool. Not you know morbidly
1: hot. Yeah, Colorado, I mean that that probably was just, you know, Mother Nature we can't control. Um did you get to see the uh the Boston Renegades and uh the St. Louis Slam in action? I mean that was just an an amazing uh ball game and those teams at, at some point you get to see that and you go, they they're just putting on a clinic. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's not a, oh, yeah. it's just one of those
4: things with the with the coaching staff. You know, um I was I was kind of rooting for from Pacific coast here. Um, but, a, you know, they, the Renegades really had a great game and they've got some great players. Um, I, I'm just, I'm still amazed by the, the level of talent that we do have in this league. It's just, it's, it just amazes me.
1: All right, Coach Garza, thank you very much for making the time. Uh, you guys were always welcome on here if you guys do want to do promos or uh, get, uh, get the word out on uh, your team for the off season. More than happy to help you out. Uh, you can direct message me or uh, the team knows where I'm at. So uh, thank you again for coming on. And uh, what a fantastic season for the Nevada Storm, uh, the Division III WFA National Champion, and Coach uh, Chris Garza, Coach uh, National Championship coach now also as well. So look forward to 2020, what the Nevada Storm is going to do in terms of
4: the WFA picture. I really appreciate that, and thank you so much for having me on.
1: All right, Coach, thank you. Have, have a great week. Uh, we'll be in, uh, in touch, and uh, congratulations again. And to your staff and, your obviously, your players for making it a, a great event. Well, thank you, Oscar. Have a good day. All right, guys, there you go. Uh, championship coach uh, Chris Garza of the Nevada Storm, the Division Three national champion, Nevada Storm. Uh, Orlando put up a very good fight. Uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit too late, but they were coming back. They were making their comeback. And so Nevada uh, literally wins 62-45, and they control the clock. They uh, did some a really good run game uh, with Jasmine Plummer. And so they punch in their championship and get to raise the trophy there in Colorado. So let's go into the next huddle. Uh, second huddle here, No Joke Football Huddle, and you guys can go to the hub. Anything you missed, anything you don't know what's happening in the women's game, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash gridironbeauties. If you want to get anything and support the cause here on the project, the No Joke Football Project, 15% off site-wide at zazzle.com forward slash gridironbeauties, 15% site-wide, and check your, get your hoodies, leggings, T-shirts. Get the best and the and the most favorite T-shirt there is. That is the silver and black t-shirt that says No Joke Football because that's what these girls play. No Joke Football. So check it out, Zazzle.com forward slash Grid Iron Beauties. And I want to just let everybody know we are very excited and proud to be eight years on Twitter and the number one Twitter sports source covering all things Women's American Football globally. So we are very, very proud of that. And this is uh, the month that we celebrate that, eight years on Twitter. So really, really excited about that. Let's bring into the huddle. The Division II WFA National Champions, and that is the St. Louis Slam and the talented running back, Taylor Hay, and the beast, Chelsea Vincent. Girls, what's going on?
7: Hi, thanks for having us.
1: How you doing, Chelsea? Uh, Taylor, what's going on?
7: Not too much. How are you?
1: I'm good. I I'm pretty sure there's a lot going on because you guys just went and took care of business, thirty four to zero. So either somebody was hungry or angry or they just wanted to get it over with. And the perfect season has arrived, Taylor. You said it was gonna be a perfect season and here we are, perfect season.
8: Yeah, it was it was one of my goals because since I played um I think in two thousand nine, uh, they pulled that offer one in a few years before that, but either way, I haven't experienced it. So it was one of my my goals for the season.
1: That was really great, um, Chelsea. Uh, we get a donut here. Uh, Detroit looked at times. Uh, I don't want to say that they looked kind of like scared, but they really looked like they didn't have much going for them. They they were stalling. They were making mistakes. Um, it just—it wasn't the same team that they went up against Pittsburgh at this point. So, but you guys just stood ground and stood ground, and and eventually it it, it got a little tiresome for them.
7: Yeah, that was pretty much our plan—not just for that game, but the entire season. As a defense, our our plan is just to go out there, like straight out the gates, hard. You know, make make the offense have to work for the yards they gain, and. The whole entire defense just works their butt off the whole time. And so, throughout the whole season, we were able to shut down a lot of teams.
1: It looked like Maggie was going to get going there for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you guys just kind of put the roadblocks on, and then the defense on their end. And eventually, towards the end there, um, Taylor, it just looked like uh, the, the Angel defense was just getting gassed. You guys were finding the gaps. You were finding the the gaps, and then eventually you guys found the end zone, and it just became like that was going to be the game.
8: Yeah, and what a lot of people, I mean, you just don't know, unless you're on the sideline. We actually had, um, going into the game, had uh, Antonia Washington. She actually tore ligaments in her ankle. Um, so she was taped up and ended up going in, but the plan was kind of just to use her if we needed her. Um, but then our other starting guard got hurt, so then we were rotating, you know, the defensive linemen in offense. And, you know, obviously in a different environment, that was really challenging. So I was very proud to just do what we did offensively with, like, not a makeshift offense, but we had to really, really fix a lot of things on the fly. So I appreciated everything they did for us because, I mean, it obviously I need people to run behind, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, what, you know, you were talking about last time about how goal is, this is made so easy for her. Here's another another championship. So, I don't know. I don't think she knows how to lose at this point. Like losing, yeah. And just lost. Yeah, you know, it's a hard they break, took, you know
8: a, I mean? yeah, they took a a, a three year rookie pick after the game of all the people who, you know, hey, like three years, three rings, and I was I wasn't like mad, but in my head I'm like, you know how hard? Like it took me about six, seven years, I think. Um, so it's like I, it's like bittersweet. Like I love that they got that because now it keeps them coming back because they know how it feels like the first year. You know, for me, it took like seven years to get here. So like all that hard work and it is disappointing. I've always, I have been on the other side where you lose and it's not a good feeling. Um, And for some people that could end a career and they're like, okay, that wasn't worth it. I did all this time and we didn't win, you know? Um, But for me it was like, okay, I have to keep playing until I do win. And I always promised my mom, When I do, when I would quit, I would retire. And now it's just, like, not happening. (laughs) So.
1: Well, I guess uh, you'll you'll figure it out at some point, right? Uh, Maybe when the little one gets a little bigger, then you're like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But that'll happen eventually at some point. Um, The little one will probably make the decision for you, not you. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. just how it works. Um, Chelsea, uh, what a beast. All year, uh, you you were actually spotlighted on – A lot of storylines and everything else. And uh, one of our favorite posts on our Facebook page was your post uh, and some of the nice, impactful uh, picks that you had on there. So congratulations to you on getting spotlighted. Uh, But overall, Mm -hmm. this defense, uh, I talked to Taylor a while back, and we discussed it over and over and over and over. And uh, just a bunch of angry women, if I want to put it politely, but this is what it is.
7: I mean, yeah, I guess that's what you could call us. Um, we just go into every game with the mindset that we want to shut down the offense. Our goal is always to try to get off the field in three plays. And that worked pretty well in the championship game.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that worked really well. <laughs> it's like you guys are thirsty and you're like, damn, I'm done. I got to go get something to drink now. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> like that attitude. <laughs> um, what did you see, Chelsea, of, of the uh, Angel offense that you guys kind of sort of exploited at this point coming in? Did you guys see anything that you guys were like, okay, well, this is what we can do?
7: Uh, we we took our time and studied up on their offense a lot. Uh, we definitely came into the game prepared. Um, we knew that number five would be a threat, so we made sure that we could shut that down. And avoid that. And, you know, just putting in the work, reviewing film, and practicing and practicing and practicing, it all paid off.
1: Yeah, and it it looked like you guys were containing everything. And then at some point, you guys forced them to throw, and that's where the, you know, they were not comfortable trying to throw. And then Mm -hmm. they were dropping balls as well. So it it literally became a game where the clock was against them, and then all of a sudden – it really became a situation where you guys were just controlling everything. And it just looked that way overall. Um, Taylor offensively, it looked like you guys, like you said, there was a little bit of a a change, but offensively it looked like you guys were driving the ball pretty well and getting uh, a lot of yards.
8: Yeah. I mean, like, just like, uh, you know, Chelsea said, we study film on both sides of the ball. And so we knew where the strengths and weaknesses were. And uh, we knew, Um, where we had to protect so that Jamie could get the ball off. And I know, I mean, uh, you know, we make jokes. We say, like, Danielle, like, she she had three touchdowns, Danielle Price. And so, like, she was uh, 100%, like, my offensive MVP for the game. Like, she put in a lot of work. And we all know, like, the different levels of altitude and everything else. Like, it, it was affecting everyone, but it just seemed like for Danielle, it was, like, just another day another game just three quick touchdowns no big deal you know so um but offensively yeah we we made it work and i was really proud because um you know like i said there were a lot of changes and adjusting on the fly is not always easy so
1: yeah and then you know i give detroit credit here they did arrive here uh they did bit pittsburgh in overtime so they they have their heart set uh and, and mindset here too to take down you you guys so They just – it didn't go their route this year, and I think they're really going to, you know, kind of reflect on this and go, this is what we need to do to get better for next year, and I think that's what they're going to do. You know, they're going to be hungrier, put it together, and a lot of the girls already are in that mode already from some of the, you know, group uh, posts and stuff like that, so that's a good sign for them that they're just, okay, this is not the end. This is where we got to be next year, and they got a taste of what uh, this slam team was all about all year, and I talked to you about it before, right? like you guys come back and it's like you guys were angrier to come back and you finish, <laughs> you know, at the end, like, wait, hey, take care of business. We're good. Um, yeah, I, I, let's talk yeah, about the yeah. event that happened, Taylor. Um, the whole event, how was the event for you guys too? Like I, you guys got to see Nevada sort of take care of Orlando there. Uh, and then the yeah. whole stadium, nice atmosphere as well for the event, right?
8: Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Um, you know our coaches uh, are very big on us not staying at the Host Hotel uh, for concentration and focus purposes. Um, so, you know, leading up to the game, like, we we're real, like, you know, focus our game only. Uh, a few of us did obviously watch uh, the Nevada game um, being streamed live, so that was really good. And I was, like, really impressed because I haven't seen film on them. So, I've seen Orlando play, so I was, like, really, really, really impressed by that game. So, um, but yeah, even we even watched um, – our celebration was uh, we got a conference room in our hotel, and we all watched the D1 game. And, you know, of course, we were thirsty, so we had a few cocktails and we hung out and celebrated and watched the D1 game, which is also a good game. So, overall, it was, it was a nice setup for the whole weekend.
1: Yeah, it was it was really a nice event. Uh, I got to watch it streamed on ESPN3. Uh, I got to watch your game, uh, and, and that's when I was like, whoa, second half coming up. I got – you got Chelsea flying around, and everybody just, you know, I, l- I looked at Detroit, and I'm like, uh-oh, they're, they're in trouble already. Um, you guys put 20 right off the bat. Uh, wow, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore here just to say, whoa. And we were just hanging well, out, yeah. like, 20 already. What? Well, oh, I, like, I time, keep right? saying angry women because that's literally what you guys yeah. came out. You guys came out and just, like, well, like just fired up, and Daniels is like, and, catching balls, and wow
5: Mm hmm
8: Well, and offensively, like, like, obviously, we are the scout offense when when we do defense at practice. So, like, I've not been hit, like, by Chelsea or Shaky or some of my other teammates the way, like, other teams do, but I've seen it happen and live. And so, like, I know it's not what I want. You know what I mean? And I always make jokes. Like, if my entire defense is on another team, I don't know if I play football. Like, I just don't know. You know, because as a running back, you get hit every play by different people. So I'm like, I don't want to be hit by any of them. Like it's just they legit they can hit.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, uh, interior line for you. Uh, give a shout out to a couple of the players on the interior line because they were just they were just manhandling and they were just stopping. It was like a it was like a wall basically.
7: Oh yeah, our our defensive line they make it so easy for us. And, you know, Shaky and Pam and Annie and Chris and rakia they all just work so hard, and they just leave open gaps for the linebackers to see what's left over to clean it up. And oftentimes we don't even have to clean it up because they handle it themselves.
1: And that's what it looked it's, like. It really looked that, that that type of containment and that aggressive uh, mode on here. Um, is your defensive – coaching staff are they always angry too or are they? what's going on is, they, is that how they teach everything
7: it's not even that we're angry we just we feed off of each other so much it's almost it's fun being out there on defense we just hype each other up if somebody gets a tackle everybody's just excited and hype and then we're just ready for the next one it's we're almost laughing out there because we're having so much fun
1: alright I don't know what to name this defense but I think you guys should probably name the defense something. It's got to be this is kind of an elite type mentality and you guys have done it for almost 3 years now and uh, I mean it's just I uh, Taylor, I told you before, if you hadn't taken the year off, we would be talking about what? Number 5, not number 4, right?
8: Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of us felt rocked by last year and um you know, to no no fault to one exact person just like overall like people had babies and injuries and we had manager yeah. changes and so yeah we felt robbed so i think this year was like okay you know it's either do or die like the whole season you know
1: i know and a lot of i know some of your players played on uh, Kansas City last the year you know the year that you guys took off completely some of them played on the on the Titans as well so that that was a big difference maker for the Titans too on defense some of some of your oh, teammates yeah, yeah. played on there Um, Chelsea, what are we doing? Are you retiring? Are we coming back? Uh, What's going on in your mindset? Uh,
7: I'm definitely coming back for more. This season, I mean, it's unbelievable how my rookie season went, and it just makes me hungry for more, and I want to keep pushing with this team. This is an amazing team, and I'm lucky to come into my rookie season with such a great team. Um, It's just a big family that just works hard together.
1: Chelsea, what's your background athletically? What what's been your background athletically? Is it basketball or volleyball or is it track or what, what was your prior to this?
7: Yeah, I played um college basketball and then after I finished basketball I played a year of golf and then I got into rugby and then I got into football.
1: Well, it's a good transition. Rugby to football is a it- probably the best transition anyways because it's sort of the same mindset in a way but
7: oh yeah that definitely helped a lot i actually played on a men's team so putting on pads and playing with women wasn't too bad
1: not too bad at all of course not <laughs> um not too bad at all all right uh, so i'll go with angry birds taylor what do you say we'll call we'll call this defense an angry bird angry Birds. i like
8: that that's a nice plan that works yeah.
1: Yeah, Angry Birds. Uh we'll just make it that way. The Slam two thousand nineteen uh defensive team. We'll call them the Angry Birds. They'll, that'll that'll work out really well for. Them. Um what is uh what is now uh considered the only football team in Saint Louis at the Gateway City's best team, that would be you because apparently my Rams just shifted and moved on to Cali. But uh anyways, uh so this is it. You guys are like with the blues. The Blues and the Slam champions, pretty good.
8: Yeah, it was exciting. I think um, a lot of, uh, um, like, local news coverage has has reached out to us to kind of, like, you know, do articles and want to know when our trials are. So just, I mean, like, every team's goal after the season is to always, like, recruiting is, like, our hardest part. Like, you know, I know... We, we don't always talk about some stuff, but, like, a lot of people make comments like, you know, when Slam going to D1 or this or that, like, and a lot of people don't know what plays the role and things like that. Like, our roster is actually really small, and recruiting is, is really hard for us. Um, and in a lot of cities don't struggle with recruiting, but we really, really do. So um, I'm hoping that this championship brings us um, and then the the news coverage brings us some more recruits and people who are ready to be committed to it.
1: All right, we'll give a shout out to Arch City Media who's been covering you guys weekly almost all year. So we gotta give a shout out to them. They've been yeah, they've yeah, done awesome. the recap of the game, awesome. previews of the game and everything else. So uh Taylor and Chelsea, thank you for making the time today. I really wanted to bring you guys on and give you guys your props. Uh number four overall for the St. Louis Lamb, that's the championship. Uh you guys won the inaugural two thousand nineteen WFA championship and then your other three in D two, so What a, what a finish, uh, what an impressive game and, uh, shout out to the angry bird defense out there for doing their, doing their magic with the donut. So great job.
8: Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right, girls, uh, catch you a a, letter of time and hopefully the off season will be a lot better in terms of recruitment. So Taylor, if you guys need anything, let me know and then we'll catch you back on to the podcast. So really appreciate you guys coming on and, uh, once again, congratulations on your D2 championship.
8: Oh, thank
7: you. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: All right, guys. That was uh, Chelsea Vinson and the talented Taylor Hay of the St. Louis Slam and their outstanding defense who uh, put up a donut against Detroit Dark Angels. What an amazing finish for them. I'll take a year off. They come back and they just uh, perfect season for them, thirty-four to zero. Uh and speaking of perfect season, uh we go into the huddle <laughs> with another uh talented individual and uh the entrepreneur that she is and obviously a gold medalist and I mean she multi-time champion uh, and that would be the talented Adrian Smith of the Boston Renegades. Adrian, what's going on?
0: Hey, how are you?
1: I am doing fantastic. I uh, just wanted to bring you on because uh, apparently you know how to finish a game, so we just like, okay, I got to bring her on. <laughs>
0: well, I definitely appreciate your reaching out and uh, giving giving women's football the, the platform that you have uh, for all this time. It's it's really something special.
1: Adrian, um, the uh, the British sensation Ruth Mata, I guess uh, yeah, you true. have to say firecracker, I guess, if you want to call it, because that girl can uh, see vision in space, uh, gaps. Uh, Whoa! Is she not talented or what?
0: She is absolutely a phenomenal athlete, and we were uh, just blessed to have her be a part of our team this year. And I have to say, you know, the um, kind of the warnings, uh, the myths about, Denver's climate, the altitude, they were very real. And the fact that Ruth was able to power through and really carry our team throughout the uh, the game was just phenomenal. It's just it's, it's a, it's a tribute to her character and to her preparation as a professional athlete.
1: Yeah, it was a really awesome game. Uh, I got to watch it on ESPN3, of, co- of course. And uh, mm-hmm. just the, the run game for you guys was just impressive. Um, she was just like so she gets so low it's kind of like a mighty mouse and just kind of said weevil <laughs> you know weevil through everything and then all of a sudden here here's six yards here's eight yards and, and seven yards and i'm like whoa the end zone's getting closer here it's literally how you can tap on the screen it's sort of like that type Absolutely. of feel for it so offensively so um well uh, adrian another uh another uh ending for you with the hardware so this is the Renegade second and Militia, I think, fifth, right, overall? Uh,
0: let's see. Yes. Um, 2010, 2011, 2014 for the Militia, and then 2018 and 19 uh, under the Renegade banner, but still uh, comprised of majority, the the same mindset and the, the same core uh, of players. Absolutely.
1: All right. Um, what did you see coming in for Cali War? What was your, some of your challenges? They you got King. You got uh, Wiggins, and you had um, Yarbrough. And then all of a sudden, uh, they get a little bit injured there. They lose Peterson. There's a couple of players they were losing, so uh, sort of an advantage on your side in a way, uh, unfortunately. But coming in, what did you guys see of Cali War in film?
0: Uh, I think you know I can really only speak mostly from the offensive perspective uh, because I wasn't really in the defensive meetings, although I know um, our coach, John Johnson, he, he did a lot of work in preparing uh, our defense uh, for their run game, for their pass game as well. On the office, offensive side, Coach Vernon Crawford prepared equally uh, as hard. We, we reviewed uh, film from Cali Wars' previous games throughout the season. We also reviewed film from the uh, championship uh, last year in which Boston played um, Cali. And um, we really kind of focused in on doing what we do best and taking whatever the defense would give us. So if the secondary – the Cali secondary were to play us soft, then we were going to, you know, go with our short passing game. If they weren't going to have, you know, that many people in the box, then we definitely were going to rely on our uh, stellar O line uh, to make the blocks and make holes for Ruth to to gain yardage uh, on the ground.
1: It was a really good, impressive uh, first half, and then the the clock uh, was eaten away for them. And so you guys have put up 52, and then that last play. What a cool play on your on your behalf! That was like unexpected, but I thought it was just going to go to the sideline, and then all of a sudden you do the spin, and there you go, end zone, done. <laughs> it's like a sealer.
0: Well, I've I've been telling people because uh, they've been asking where did the spin move come from, and I'm always someone who wants to give credit where credit is due. Um, Coach uh, Coach Vern Coach Crawford, he he played a clip from last year's game in which Shantae Bonds, who's phenomenal. Uh, who did not play this year but has played in years past, she did a spin move uh, during the game and took it for a touchdown. And I remember sitting in the uh, the conference room seeing that and reminding myself, you know, you know, don't forget the spin move. That's, that's something that can actually work for you. So then in that, that play towards the end of the game, when I was running mm-hmm. out of space and was really trying to, to, to walk the chalk, so to speak, and stay in bounds, the defender came across me. I just realized I think she has enough momentum where if I kind of just escort her out of the way and spin, I should be able to stay in bounds and, and do something. And you know what? It worked. So there we go. So thank you, Coach, uh, Coach Vern, and thank you, Shante Bonds, for that.
1: Awesome, um, Adrian. Uh, how's the Champs uh, Blitz going? How's how you doing on the uh,
4: entrepreneur side?
0: Oh, the card game. The card game's going very well. Uh, we are uh, we had great sales uh, on Amazon for Christmas. Um, We're at walmart.com, uncommongoods.com, and we are in the process of uh, expanding our distribution to school systems. So I'm specifically targeting New York City public schools, Dallas, uh, Philadelphia, and really introducing the game to superintendents, principals, et cetera, as a math learning tool because it's really great. It's a fun way for kids to not just, Enjoy, who enjoy football, but they, they improve their math skills while they're playing it. It's great for kids in grades three through eight.
1: All right. Uh, Adrian. the same question will be every year in. Uh, are we retiring? Are we moving on to the entrepreneur hat and stepping away, or are we coming back?
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually had people – I literally had just walked off the field. We won the championship, and people were asking me, are you retiring or are you coming back? I'm just like, oh, my goodness, can I just enjoy this just for a second? No, we
1: just, you can't please, enjoy this. Please, they
0: just blew the whistle. We, we need to know.
1: <laughs> we live in the now and know. It's like you walked out, we're like, hey, are you coming back or
0: not? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, literally, I'm just focused. I've got a huge tour group coming for Harlem Hip Hop Tours tomorrow and Thursday. That is all I'm focused on right now. I have no idea what 2020 is going to be other than The Boston Renegades will be prepared. They'll be working hard uh, to continue for for the 3 That's all I can say at this moment.
1: (laughs) Adrian, uh, an international destination now from, like, you get a lot of players. You got, you know, you got Ruth, and you got players from Finland also coming over. So uh, how proud are you guys that you guys are seen as this elite, uh, you know, organization worldwide now, not just in the States, but worldwide.
0: Well, I, I, I really think it's, it's something great for just women's football all around. One of my biggest concerns is, is that we continue to improve the product. We continue to raise the, the level of the game itself. And the fact that there are women in other countries who know about the WFA, who know about women's tackle football in the United States, and in particular Boston Renegades, I think that's great. It means that we are reaching outside of just – you know our neighborhoods outside of the country, and really creating what I, you know, what my other company is, Gridiron Kingdom. We are creating a queendom, a, a a a sisterhood of players around the world. So I think it's fantastic. And for me, I I want to. I just was had you know blessed with the opportunity to play in a flag football tournament in Montreal uh, a couple of weekends ago. I'm looking for international opportunities to play and to grow and to learn. And I welcome anyone listening to this podcast from any other countries. Let's, let's continue to do kind of the uh, uh, cross-cultural um, opportunities and play on different teams and just help each other learn and grow. I think it's it's fantastic having JJ and Ruth on the team. It's just been phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it was a great uh, opportunity for them too. I mean, to come into a team and obviously to come into the States and I mean, Ruth goes back as a legend, you know, having to win having won stuff in yes. uh the UK and now having to win the biggest prize in the WFA. So that's kind of a credit mm-hmm. to her and her hard work as well. So a lot of talented there. Um well Adrian, I don't know. Uh, you are not gonna answer it until I guess probably down the down the road we'll get it on a some sort of tweet from you or Instagram post or something. <laughs> right? Answering what what's that?
0: After what are we talking about?
1: You're avoiding the retirement question. That's nice. Okay, great.
0: <laughs>
1: good, good for you. That's
3: uh, We'll funny. probably it's have
1: nice Liz. Feel, we'll probably have we'll probably have Liz spill the beans before anybody else does. So that's usually how it works, right? <laughs>
0: we'll see what happens. Your
1: guess is as good as mine. I have uh, no idea. Oh, of course. My guess is as good as mine. Yeah, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So I I want to just say your projection for your Blitz Champs uh is that is that like are you going that route where like now it's just expanding and expanding cuz that's a, that's such a great opportunity that you got there I mean even if you retire that's still a great opportunity for uh just the brand to grow out and I did see it at Walmart I did get my copy of it it's uh at walmart.com awesome. you get it and so it's it's not that expensive so it's not going to break anybody's bank <laughs> It's pretty, nope. pretty fairly, fairly priced. Exactly, not yes. that expensive at all. Uh, if you get it on Amazon Prime, obviously you get a better deal at some point. So you can always yes. get it on Amazon Prime yes. as well. Um, so is that what you're going towards, or you're, are you gonna do both hip hop and, and you're gonna do the the champs? Or, I because mean, yeah, you're I, you're just multi multi talented. Every time I see your Instagram, you're like out in the beach hanging out, or you're out <laughs> in New York, or you're out. I mean, it's like it's like worldly.
0: Yes, well, work hard, play hard, um, and if you can make your work fun, then you're just playing all the time. So for me, it, it's it's just continuing. There is no, um, well, I only do this or I only do that. It's similar. My business life is similar to football. I, I'm a receiver. I can also return punts and, and kickoffs. Um, I can be a quarterback. I can play DB or safety. It's that type of thing. I enjoy different aspects of the game, and the same thing, With business, I enjoy creating. So whether it's uh, creating Blitz Champs, you know, a football card game, or it's running Harlem hip-hop tours where we provide educational field trips for, you know, kids in grades 3 through 12, or I've got some some TV film projects that I'm working on. Uh, Anything that, that involves being creative and having a positive impact on people's lives and having fun while doing it.
1: That that's in my wheelhouse and that's what I look to do. All right, Adrian. Uh, so congratulations once again, uh Boston Renegades, uh back to back champions. Um just tell Molly, awesome job as well, and all the staff yes. and, the, and the interns and every volunteer out there. Um and so uh Mark Simon as well, big big time renegades yes. fan. All excited. Um so you Let's know what what a finish. Yep, backseat coach, 5224. Uh, 24 so that was the, the results, and so uh, mm-hmm. the MVP, I believe, was Ruth Mata, and she's going, yep, Ruth, I yep. believe she's mm-hmm. flying out to the UK this, this week, so congratulations to her. What an exciting ending for her as well, um, and your team just continues to roll, and Beantown is the best team in women's tackle football
0: that's what it appears to be so far. And, you know, it just, I want to really just reiterate the amount of work and cohesive effort that goes into creating what one can now arguably say is a dynasty. You know, greatness doesn't just happen once Mm -hmm. and sustained greatness definitely doesn't just happen. There is a concerted effort from, Ben Brown, our general manager, who's constantly looking to recruit our coaching staff, you know, led by John Johnson and Vernon Crawford, who are constantly pushing us as players forward, coming up with new schemes, new ideas, new concepts, new plans of attack, and then our staff that's supporting us, whether it's making sure... Uh, we're organized when it comes to to game day, and you know our owner uh, Molly Goodwin just taking care of the financials and just putting forth the best effort so that we are a professional program. And then obviously the players themselves who are putting in the work in the off season and continuing to dedicate and make sacrifices. And, you know we've got moms, we've got wives, we've got you know lawyers, doctors. Everyone is committed to so many different, you know, other areas in their life, but we all carve out the necessary time to put in the work um, and to dedicate the effort needed to win championships. And I think that's something I've been playing for a while now. I think that's the biggest difference in in having played for Boston is just the level of intensity and the expectation of greatness. Once you have those two things married together – it creates this culture in which anything less is just
1: unacceptable.
0: And you see the results. I
1: agree. I agree. So, hats off to you, to the organization, and to your teammates, and of, of course to the city for uh, you guys pulling up another championship for Boston and the Boston area. And so, uh, what a great finish in Colorado for the WFA. Uh, Boston, 5224 over Cali War. Uh, Adrian, thanks for making the time. I know you're busy always, and I really appreciate you doing that. And uh, we'll see what the off season brings, whether you retire or not. And uh, we're looking forward, obviously, to Boston being uh, a stronger squad for 2020.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and continue doing what you do.
1: Thanks, Adrian. Have a great uh, travel, safe travels out there as well.
0: Thank you. Have a good night. Bye.
1: All right, guys. There's the, the talented Adrian Smith. Of the Boston Renegades, uh, multi-time champion with the Militia, plus now with uh, back-to-back champion with the Boston Renegades. What an amazing program there. The, the Probably the top uh, team worldwide. Uh, you, you have to probably say that longevity-wise and everything that's been put together on this program. Um, so they, they are the cream of the crop in terms of when you talk about women's tackle football internationally as well. And so hats off to her. What an amazing finish in Colorado. Uh, Boston takes care of Cali War, 52-24. They win their back-to-back championship. Uh, MVP was Ruth Mata, who was heading back to the U.K. And then you also had St. Louis Slam, Taylor Hay, Char- uh, Chelsea Vincent coming in here, St. Louis 34-0 to take care of the Dark Angels. And they win the Division Two championship as, uh, as well. And then the big story of the year, Nevada. Uh, we had Chris Garza, coach, championship coach Chris Garza. Nevada Storm as well. And they took care of business against Orlando, 62-45. And what an amazing finish it was at Colorado, in Golden, Colorado. Uh, shout out to uh, Wynn and the Mahai Blaze for the amazing uh, work that they did there to set up the uh, 10th anniversary of the WFA National Championship. So it's a great uh, effort on their behalf as well to put it together. Um, everything that you need to know, go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash beauties uh, Everything in the week that happened this week, go to the hub. Uh, there's awesome uh, action happening at the River Cup, the Under 18 Girls event in Canada. Uh, it was July 13th through the 17th, and that's happening now. You can get the uh, uh, YouTube channel there. You can watch the action as well. USWSFL final, uh, Tri-City, 32-6 to 6 over Hampton Roads, Washington Prodigy, once again, 39-0, uh, and they are basically a dynasty in the USWSFL. The, we talked about the IWFA final coming up July 20th, Arlington versus Austin uh, Ravens. And we're going to talk about it coming up this weekend. It is uh, August 3rd. Uh, it was going to be week. week uh, This coming weekend, it's going to be Denver uh, Dream taking on the Omaha Heart with our NoJet Football uh, athletes, uh, Anna Garza and company. Uh, they are going to be on YouTube this weekend. And then if you missed it, the uh, Austin Acoustic, taking on the Seattle Miss. That was a really nice game, uh, 36-33. That was uh, Michelle Angel taking on KK Matheny. And the playoff picture in Legends Football League is uh, amping itself this week. uh, Not on YouTube, but it will be live um, in uh, Chicago. Nashville Knights, Molly Richardson and company, will be taking on the Chicago Bliss. Chicago really looking to uh, get a big win here. Uh, Emma Vanderhagen as well up there, and so Nashville really in a win here to kind of elevate themselves into the playoff positioning for the format here. So we'll see what it turns transpires here, but uh, you can get everything the lowdown story on NFL360.com. You can also get it at the Hub at Facebook.com. Uh, thanks again for everybody to uh, helping us out. Celebrating eight years on Twitter. Uh, so if you haven't checked us out on Twitter, it's at beauty on Twitter. Check us out, follow us. Uh, the best. Uh, twitter source covering women's american football weekly uh it is at twitter.com uh, for slash gridiron beauty as well if you haven't checked out our zazzle shop go to the zazzle shop you can go to the shop now tab on facebook or you can go to the link on our bio on twitter or you can go to the uh, brand site on uh, facebook NoJo football brand on either instagram or facebook uh, 15% site wide Zazzle.com for Sassy Beauties. Zazzle has been our sponsor for six years. It is what keeps us on the air. They are have supported us for almost going on seven years, now close to seven years now. So uh, support those that support us. Head out to Zazzle.com for Sassy Beauties. Take advantage of the sales weekly there. Fifteen percent off site wide. Get the favorite shirt. That is the silver and black no joke football shirt. And that is a bold statement because that's what the girls do. They play no joke football. So check it out there. So for the absent Mackenzie Brooks and the absent Troy Wilson, and for Holly Custis here and Louise Bean, uh, Oscar Lopez saying we'll be here for 283 as we really uh, had a great weekend here. And I can't forget, oh, uh, thanks to Ninji Martin and Kitty Ott for coming in as well from the San Diego Rebellion. But a great weekend of football that happened all this week. We're looking forward to this coming week as well as we got action happening overseas. We have action happening in Texas. Uh, We have the championship happening uh, over in uh, IWFA in Texas as well. Overseas, we'll keep tabs on Germany, Finland, and Sweden as those things come up. So stay uh, in the know and go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Great Iron Beauty. So let's just uh, get ready for another great weekend of women's football. And you'll be, be here next week. So you guys have been listening to the best podcast, Talking Women's American Football and NFL Weekly, right here for six years running, right here on iTunes. And also on TuneIn, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Casts, Player FM, and obviously on the big platform on iHeartRadio. So uh, we'll catch you here next week. Have a great weekend, everybody.